To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of which, the healthcare sector warning once the Omicron peak ends across the country, hospitals remain as overwhelmed as ever. Those in the industry now say they're concerned about an increase in influenza and measles and now also need to catch up on cancer care and children's immunizations that were missed as a result of the pandemic. And there's not nearly enough staff. So joining me now is Vanessa Wienick, who is the deputy chair of the New Zealand Medical Association. Hello, Vanessa. Oh, good afternoon. Firstly, what's your reaction to staying in red? Well, actually, the New Zealand Medical Association is quite relieved that we're staying at red at the moment. I mean, doctors and nurses and healthcare workers are exhausted. We've been doing the best we can with the stretched staff and the resources that we have. And the you know the best pandemic response that we've had has been when they've listened to those of us on the front line in our clinics and hospitals. Mm. And yeah, and it's 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 hard, isn't it? Because well, I know that people in conference and events and all of that and business people will be disappointed but it is actually worth it to avoid those really high death rates and we thank you and we thank all, the whole sector because we know you've gone you know the full distance and even further but we've got the australasian college of emergency medicine saying overcrowded emergency departments have been happening since well before the pandemic and i know that to be a fact because yeah. i've been doing this job for 10 years and talking mm-hmm. about it for 10 years and yeah. any change to the traffic light system is not going to make a difference to healthcare. we're still going to be overloaded what do you say to that uh yeah well that's fairly accurate It'll, it's what we're overloaded with uh, so if we're overloaded with um, infectious disease that we have to keep people away, um, it changes how we manage other things as well. So it means that we have to shut down elective surgery, for example, which is ha- happening in hospitals. And that then just adds to the backload of um, things like cancer care and, and all sorts of other things. People aren't getting hip replacements, people aren't getting knee replacements. There's all sorts of things that are affected by this that is not just about COVID. And you mentioned screening and immunisations and all of that. Um, that sort of business as usual work hasn't gone away but and it hasn't been done as, to the level we'd usually do it. So we need to have a comprehensive plan to get out of this at the other side of it and and to be really thinking about that. And we've not seen that so far. That's exactly the question I was going to ask. Have you seen that plan? Oh, I'd love to. I keep asking. Every time I get a chance, I ask them, who's the person planning it so I can ring them and email them and bother them. Every, every, every time Grant Robertson comes on with me, uh, I have asked him as well, you've had two years to actually bolster up the health department. Uh, what, what is the plan? And he says we have. Uh, yes, they may have got more people, but they've also had a high attrition and turnover in the um, Ministry of Health. And so um, it's it's been a very, very challenging environment in the health sector in that time. Is, is New Zealand currently losing health care staff overall or are we gaining them? Uh, I'm not sure of the figures, but um, natural attrition uh, due to retirement and people um, leaving for whatever reasons, if it wasn't replaced by our high dependency on overseas trained um, staff in all areas of the health sector would mean that our numbers start to go down. So I think we probably are going backwards. Could it be that we will have more people dying from other causes caused by the COVID pandemic than actually die of COVID? Uh, That will be a really interesting thing to look at. Um, And the epidemiology of that will actually take us a few years to look at. So we'd only be able to see that 
very much in retrospect within you know two to five years of looking back. It will be a very interesting question. Um, the thing is that we've got to remember the counterfactual of what might have happened at the beginning. Mm. If we go back to the first wave, if we didn't react the way we did then, we, we could have had up to 90,000 okay. people died in under a year. Yeah, true. You know? Okay. So that, that if we always keep that in mind as being that was the best thing to do, what's happened since then has been not ideal because what you, what, who, who I knows have, what to do. I know. And, <laughs> and you have, have, you've, had, you've been on their case for months about getting a plan up and running and they've stonewalled oh, yeah. you all the way through. So my question right at the very beginning of the program, will our hospitals ever not be overloaded uh, you can't answer that in an affirmative. Well, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to be able to be part of the process, and the medical association is, is very keen to be involved with that. And we have some optimism about Health New Zealand and the Māori Health Authority giving us the chance to actually have the big conversations at a national level about mm. what do we actually need to do yeah. and what do we need to stop doing. Because, yeah. you know, there's... There's some big changes and huge challenges, and we've got to be realistic about what we can keep doing and what we're not, not going to be able to do. Vanessa Wienick, thank you so much. Vanessa Wienick is from the New Zealand Medical Association.